0: Tonight's talk, which is just a brief uh, introduction to, uh, prelude to uh, a sharing about practice, uh, is entitled um, uh, The Life in Our Practice, The Practice in Our Life. And uh, in terms of practice in my life, uh, I have to say I'm very inspired by my granddaughters and their insights into reality, which are so fresh. And recently, when I was with Charlotte, um, it was a beautiful blue sky day, like, not a cloud in the sky. So I kind of do some images and that with her, and uh, I said, not a cloud in the empty sky or something. No, no, not a cloud a cloud in the blue sky, not technical like Zen or anything like that, not a cloud in the blue sky, She said. Biddy, she says, um, a thousand non-existent clouds in the sky... This is uh, where she got non-existent from. Who knows? But uh, I love this notion because it's all the potential that is there in that that vastness. Uh, even to say non-existent is not to be caught in existent and non-existent and all of that. It, uh, it it's in, it's all that implicit um, potential which is there, which comes forth as uh, as flowers, as rain, uh, as yeah as traffic uh, plenty of clouds in the sky uh, existent ones as well um, it's not an easy period um, uh, with the covert uh, covert 19 pandemic we um, We're comparatively speaking, being fortunate in Western Australia. Yet I sense, uh, even out here on the Western Rim of nowhere, the anxiety brought on by uh, COVID-19 in Australia and worldwide um, uh, has its effect Uh, here. We're not sealed off. We uh, are not separate in, in that sense. Uh, we are not high and dry. Um, we are not I- immune to what is going on. Uh, there is no place that is really remote enough for that. It's hard not to feel the loss of direction, uh, loss of impetus, uh, not quite knowing what to do next. I uh, can't work out whether it's old age or it's the time, so... I find myself just sometimes just, well, not sitting as I was in I'm just sitting on my desk. And uh, there feels like this kind of drop into darkness, and then about, seems like ages later, I sort of come to, and uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, but um, for even, for, for, I'm not sure how it is for everyone. This is also part, part of uh, what we can take up a bit further down. Um, Yeah, there's something a bit unmoored about life these days, Uh, anxiety, uh, drift. In this regard, in the midst of all this not knowing, uh, we're fortunate to have the gift of the way, the practice of sin. Uh, When in doubt, and I've got my fair share of that, I get on my cushions great to be back at St Paul's and re-establishing uh, here. Uh, yeah, Finding the warmth uh, here in practising together in this place. It's wonderful to do this at this time. So your practice is your everyday life. In an important way... Uh, You are your everyday life, and your everyday life is you. Uh, You can't practice your life, um, which is not less than its own seamless performance, seamless unfolding. Uh, How could you practice it? The word practice suggests a rehearsal for a coming performance, uh, as in I'm practicing this or that Beethoven sonata to perform in such and such a concert on such and such a date. That may be true for a musical performance, but there are no rehearsals uh, for life. Uh, And as far as I can tell, we get one go, and uh, that is that. So much for rehearsals. Um, And yet we endlessly rehearse um, uh, what is coming or what we think is coming. It's just as if we're trying to get to know our lines in a yet unwritten play. Uh, So this is a matter of overthinking. Uh, Anxiety drives overthinking. Uh, I find it a great practice to be aware of the fact that I am overthinking uh, things over which I have no control uh, whatsoever. It's almost as though there is a virtue in worrying and if you worry enough, if I worry enough, um, somehow it will make a difference. Notoriously, it doesn't. I mean, the reality is also that things rarely go the way we fear that they will. Uh, They go in ways we never dreamed of, uh, sometimes for good. Sometimes for ill. It's good to notice these um, trends, and when noticed, um, they also change and shift. A high official asked the old Zen master Chao Chou, uh, "How do you practice, Master?" Chao Chou responded. If I practised, it would be a disaster. OK. <laughs> the heart leaps. Um, oh, well, an old master like that never practised. It. He uh, it said it would be a disaster. Wound. Uh, what a great out that is, you know. Uh, uh, no more Zazen. Uh, <laughs> but I think he, maybe he had something else uh, in play uh, when he said that. If I practiced, it would be a disaster. Yeah. It suggests uh, practice and someone practicing, and separation and all of that. Uh, trying to create a perfect practice. Uh, uh, Deeply problematic. And we need to be very careful about our expectations. Uh, In a way, to get everything right is to tie yourself up without a rope. And yet we we do have to try. It's not just effortless. Uh, We come back over and over again into the moment. Uh, A lot of the time we are dreaming. And then we hear a sound or your knee aches and then you're home again. Very important, very important. Everything is forgiven. You know, it's not like... It's so fruitless to sit there and beat yourself up for the fact that for the last 20 minutes you've just been off uh, somewhere obsessing about something that might happen next week, for instance. So it's really... um, Everything is forgiven. You do, when you realise you are lost, you are home. And you just renew your practice. Practice of the, of the moment. Uh, practice of the Practice of silent elimination. Uh, practice of breath counting. Uh, practice of experiencing the breath. And others as well. And then you are lost again. It's all right. You just come back. Coming back is the key. Come home. Nothing else to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Just come home. Zen is a regardless practice, I call it. You practice regardless. Good to have a regular time or occasion, like when you get out of bed in the morning, for instance, and stick to it. If you only practise when you feel like it, uh, you mostly don't get to do it at all. It's a bit like people learning the piano. Um, Oh, yeah, I play when I feel like it. It's not very often, you know. Um, It's good to... uh, Put a routine into place, and then, no matter how you feel, um, that's what you do. If you feel resistance uh, in the face of sitting, just get onto your cushions and notice how quickly that resistance will disappear once you settle in to the practice. Keep your practice uh, fresh as you can. Sometimes it's like an old coat. You just keep putting it on. It's habitual, and that's good in a way. Uh, it's what you do. It's, uh, a lot of it becomes quite unconscious. Um, you're there at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's pretty cold. You pull the blanket around you. You settle in. You're dreaming. You get lost, and that's how it is. It's all right. But uh, good, if you can, at the beginning of each round, um, uh, check your posture. So in terms of posture, um, can we do this together? I've done it many times, but let's do it again. So clasp your hands behind your back. It's harder in the chair, but if you can manage it, it's, it's good. Uh, lift your, Push your neck forward push out, lift and then roll back onto your cushion. So you should feel that your your back is curved, um, your belly out, your backside out and then you just let go and bring your hands around to the front and just keep that posture. Uh, Rock backwards and forwards in increasingly narrow arcs until you find your centre, until you find your true north. Uh, Mudra, soft. Elbows, soft. Jaw, soft. Loosen your jaw. Uh, Your back is somewhat curved bottom out, the back uh, supports, everything hangs off that curve light there's a beautiful image uh, that Aiken Roshi has of the fairy tern Uh, a bird I guess that's seen in Hawaii and when it flies against the sun you can see its bones it's a beautiful image, and it's like that in Zazen. It should feel very light, luminous, as though uh, your bones are, are visible with the sunlight. Uh, drop your chin a little bit so your eyes are cast down. Mm. And have your eyes, close your eyes and then just open them a little. saying so getting a little bit of the world in. Feel how comfortable uh, it is. Yeah, so, at the beginning of a round, check your posture. So, finding steadiness. When you are anxious, it's good to breathe and bring your awareness to your breathing. Breath counting is the deepest and most engraved form of breath practice. One. Breathe in. Two. Everything comes to bear with each breath count. Everything gathers as that. Some breaths are long, some breaths are short, some deep, some shallow, like waves on the ocean. When you're struggling with your practice, it's great to come back to this fundamental uh, practice. People may think it's the kindergarten of Zen because it's the first practice taught but indeed it can be a great lifetime practice. Or uh, you practice just with the breath, giving your full attention to breathing in and your full attention to breathing out. A wonderful transition practice is to say on the in-breath, in and on the out-breath, Thich Nhat Hanh has this beautiful um, practice which is framed as in, out, deep, slow, calm, ease, smile, release. Present moment, wonderful moment. It's very easy to say quickly but you can spend a year on each of those lines. It's a wonderful um, steadying practice. And smile, release, really smile. <laughs> it makes a difference. It lights up your practice. Ah, present moment, wonderful moment. It's just propaganda, really. Um, what, what great propaganda that is! Present moment, wonderful moment even in great difficulty. Uh, There's the test of your practice. Can you really say present moment, wonderful moment? Hmm. Posture. Changing posture especially wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and feeling very anxious, I find that um, the side I'm lying on, like if I lie on my back, I remain extremely anxious and my mind uh, runs and runs and runs at that hour. But if I turn onto my left side, which is the tenter side, um, all of that seems to disappear and eventually I find my way back to sleep. Uh, The right side is the more familiar But it seems to me that body posture, um, in at least in those kind of situations, makes a profound difference um, to mood. For instance, Um, good to explore. What is current, uh, to use Glenn Wallace's great term, uh, what is current is it. This is it. Uh, There's actually no such thing as a distraction, uh, no such thing uh, that doesn't have your face. In a way, it should be be enough just to pay attention to our lives, to be mindful of what is before our eyes and the life of the body and mind. This is notoriously difficult to sustain without the engine of meditation, however. And Zazen is the engine for being present in these ways and for opening up the world to us and us to the world. All this let alone the practice of realising our true nature, then embodying it, learning to express it, even as it is inexpressible, living it and finally forgetting it. All this depends on the uh, Zazen, on uh, doing the practice, on devoted practice, both on our cushions and in the world. Uh, there are no shortcuts. My old friend Ryszard um had this great saying which he learnt in Poland when he was doing session in Poland with Tony Parker back in the 70s. Your practice begins when you leave your cushions. Actually, the original form of the statement is your practice begins when you leave the dojo. Mm. Uh, it's incredibly important. Um, So we must be able to take our practice off our cushions. Uh, We walk it into our lives, training ourselves to be present to the moment, uh, actually to be the moment, uh, on foot. uh, Or eating breakfast. uh, Or driving to work. I had... uh, Richard was a marvellous inspiration. When I went off to my first Sushin, he gave me a military belt to wear. He said, you're going to need this when you're climbing those cliffs, you know. Uh, But after three days of wearing this incredibly uh, tight belt, I had to take it off. But when we came back from the Sushin, when I came back from the Sushin, he was very curious as to how everything had gone. And I remember it was my first checking question that I ever had from anyone. He said, um, because is very critical uh, and very Polish and very macho. And he said, leave without leaving. So I just walked out. And he said, hmm, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, he was a big inspiration. Islands of practice, Aiken Roshi, uh, when you're taking a practice into the world off your cushion... Uh, To practice off your cushion, we cultivate what Akin Roshi called islands of practice, moments in our day when we train ourselves to return to the moment in particular circumstances. Uh, You come back to your practice when the phone rings, when the computer is booting up, uh, when you're walking across the car park. Um, And there are heaps of uncalculated returns that you can make uh, throughout the day. You can even find the in-extremist ones like coming back to the totality of the present when you're on a traffic island and the tra- traffic's going past the two inches from your backside. Okay. What is the totality of things at that moment? Uh, you can really push uh, You can really push this matter hard. But really, really important to have uh, moments which you can nominate moments when you come back. And, of course, you find myriad other ones. There's a wonderful practice of simply walking with your thumb and forefinger together uh, like so. Uh, setting fire to inside and outside as you do it. So simple. Just this. Just this tiny mudra. It's good to cultivate a sense of humour. Uh, in It's a mark of maturity on the way. Humour and grace go together. Uh, Don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, It makes everything so much easier. Uh, As Dongshan had it, conceal your practice, function in secret, seem for all the world like a fool or an idiot. If you could only continue... It would be called the host within the host. Uh, each or any of us uh, struggling on our cushions, struggling to find our way back uh, to the practice, that very struggle uh, is not other than the great matter, uh, the vastness itself. Practice is in for more than enough um, but I wanted to turn things over for us to look at practice uh, and what it is in our lives so uh, a couple of questions that we could ask how do you practice um, uh, what is your home dojo that you have set for yourself uh, what things have you found helpful for your practice inspiring for your practice? How do you encourage yourself? And, yeah, how might you encourage others uh, here uh, in the, the great matter of practicing the way? Thank you.